listening to Yieldmost Chat. Period. Hey guys. Hey. Glad to see everyone up here. Hey Gio. Hey Kaku. Hey Haas. Hey Timmy. Howdy. And shout out to shout out to Moss too. Glad to see you in the audience. Got a shout out to Moss. That's a real Yield Moss OG right there. Thank you for joining guys. I'm really excited for today's episode. And we're going to jump in in a second. <clears throat> so I'd like to start with the introductions. Um, once again, welcome everyone to Yodmos Chat, the go-to place for all things Cosmos and all things Yodmos. My name is BBU. I'm your host. And today we have a really exciting episode lined up. And before we dive in, I'd like to remind you all that this is a chat. So grab a hot or cold drink and get cozy. A quick shout out to everyone listening live right now and to everyone listening to the recording. We appreciate your support. Thank you for listening. You're now listening to Yieldmost. Yeah, I'm going to do that a million times today. <laughs> Let's jump in. Our main objectives today is really just to provide a beginner-friendly guide to understanding Cosmos. Um, we're going to be discussing some airdrop alpha and resources for newbies to Cosmos. Um, please note that none of the opinions shared here today should be, a, should be considered financial advice. It's literally just a chat amongst friends. Joining us today, we have our founders. Actually, our, both our founders are here. We have Gio and Kaku here. And we also have two fantastic guests who are key players and OGs in the Cosmos community. We have Cosmos Haas, and we have Tender Mint Timmy. Welcome, guys. How are you doing? Doing well. I was vibing out, by the way, when I came in here at first. I was like, man, let's let's just keep that rolling for another five minutes, you know? <laughs> I, was, I was vibing. <laughs> doing, I love it. Yeah, doing well, man. I'm, I'm honored to be here today and to, to talk shop and have a good time. But yeah, man, it's just, uh, it's been awesome. So... 2024 has been off to a wonderful start, and I'm looking forward to if any of people listening or will listen afterwards, if you're going to be in Denver uh, this upcoming week, hit me up. Awesome. Awesome. Um, yeah, you should definitely do that. I wish I was in Denver this week as well. I'm pretty jealous. Um, Gio Kaku, are you guys going to Adam Denver or East Denver? No, I'm not. <laughs> I regretfully will will not. Uh, I actually used to live in Denver, so it's like quite uh, it's quite difficult to not go. But things are just so busy. There's there's so many important yieldmost things that I need to be building for the people that I'm making this huge sacrifice <laughs> to to stay, to stay home. So uh, yeah, 
Unfortunately, we all not. appreciate your sacrifice. Yeah, we do. We do. Oh, Thank that, you for that taking one for the tea. Um, if I'm being honest. Awesome. Awesome. Um, we have Tenderman Timmy here as well. Hey, Timmy, how are you doing? Doing well. Always glad to be in one of these spaces. They're my favorite. Same. We love having you here. Um, definitely you and Hoss. Definitely my top um, people in Cosmos to chat with and just connect with. And, and I feel like bringing the spaces back and rebranding and sort of changing up how we do things. I figured you guys would be the best um, to kick off your most chat with. You guys are brilliant OGs in the space. You've had so much impact in Cosmos. And who better to give the newbies, you know, a guide to navigating Cosmos than both of you? Yeah, it's awesome. Thank you for that. Yeah, it's just, it's been so much fun to just see like all the things that we've been kind of preaching from the, our rooftops, so to speak, for the last three years. And then now it's everyone's starting to catch on outside the ecosystem, you know? So it's just really cool to see. And not, not that we needed, uh, we needed to pat ourselves on the back, but it's just nice to see like, we were like, why is no one else? No, why is no one else seeing this? You know, and except for us mm. crazy people in here, and then, <laughs> you know, so yeah, it's just like the words, everything that we've been saying. Like I know Timmy's yeah. been saying the same thing, like modularity and interoperability, and just all these cute fancy words, right? That everyone's throwing <laughs> around throughout all all of crypto now. It's pretty cool to see. So, yeah, yeah. I. I uh, the only thing I'd add is, Haas, you in particular were one of the very first people I met when I made uh, this Twitter. So it's really cool to just like see how far everything's come, but have a couple core people like you and the other Cosmos Spaces guys and a few other accounts who feel like we've been through it all together <laughs> since the beginning. Oh, yeah, dude. It's crazy. I was on a space the other, I don't know, it was like a week ago or two weeks ago. I don't even know who was doing the space, but I just like hopped on. I was listening and then someone said my name after i was in there for about 20 minutes and then they said hey come up and i came up and it was uh he who he's like helping out with atlas dow or whatnot and wait yeah now not jacob no no yeah i think it is jacob i think okay yeah so jacob like ed and a couple other people, my very first time even understanding or knowing what Twitter space was, they were on it. So it's always like anytime that I, re you know, stop by or see them, it's always like my always my thought was that Friday night, the very first time I ever was on my Twitter space. Because like before that, I legit didn't even know what Twitter space was. Because even before crypto, I didn't even have a Twitter. So it's just same. You know, just, I avoided it like the plague. <laughs> yeah, yeah, me too. I'm like, oh, Twitter's so stupid, you know. And then now it's literally my life. <laughs> it's like if you'd have told me any of this stuff would have been happening like three years ago, I'd have been like, no, bro. Have you guys ever? <laughs> have any of you guys ever thought? Actually, I wonder if Elon and team looks at metrics or just in general. I'm curious, what percentage of Twitter is crypto Twitter? Because like it, it must be a large segment. <laughs> Oh, yeah. I don't know anyone that's probably in Twitter or not in Twitter, but anyone that's in crypto for the most part. That's probably not in on Twitter. In, on Twitter. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I guess maybe someone that's potentially like a boomer that's just like, oh, I'm going to buy Bitcoin on Coinbase or Binance or something. Maybe they don't have Twitter, but anyone that's like in in crypto trying to do something in crypto, learn about crypto. And yeah, they're they're all on Twitter. 
that was literally the only reason I got Twitter at the very first because I was like, oh, you know what? This is I understand it's like instantaneous information and all the devs and founders, they have Twitter. They're probably posting. So like, let me create a Twitter account. And I think that was back in July or, or June or July of, of 2021. And then I really didn't start posting things until about November. It was around Thanksgiving time of 2021. And then now here I am. It's, it's, it's crazy. Like Timmy said, it's just so cool to see everyone that's been just doing things in, in Cosmos to see like what they're doing now. And then obviously the ones that stuck through all the bad times too after the linen ust thing so here we are yeah we made it guys something worth celebrating i think the future is so bright for cosmos and i feel like such a bright or smart investor with so much foresight <laughs> by getting into cosmos early but yeah this is such a great conversation and you know speaking about cosmos right now cosmos is hot Everyone's trying to get in the ecosystem, trying to get some airdrops, trying to make some money, find the newest ways to make some yield, you know, and there's so much information and there's so much to navigate across Cosmos. And it would be great to sort of dissect some of the issues, I guess, concerns, questions that a lot of newbies have, right? And we would love to start with us. So your journey to Cosmos, what drew you to Cosmos? Why not Polygon? Why not Solana or even ETH? And how did you become so involved with the community and building such an impressive brand in Cosmos? So my first, especially back then, I think everyone's first go-to or entry into into crypto was probably like Bitcoin or Ethereum or maybe like Cardano or, or um, XRP or whatever was being talked about all the time, like on YouTube. I think most people potentially their first entry into the space is watching like YouTube. And that's what YouTube's very beneficial about because some of those videos can stand the test of time. I'm not a big YouTuber. I, currently, I like never watch YouTube, but that at the time that was kind of how I was getting into the space was just watching videos. And so, you know, I did the Bitcoin Ethereum route. But as I was like trying to dive into it and use it, I I was like, this is so clunky, and I can't go from one spell, you know, one chain to the other, and there's got to be something else out there better. And there was an individual GDLT, which I was like a subscriber on YouTube. And I, I really liked his content because it was very educational. His content wasn't shilly. It was essentially him having 100 tabs up and just going talking about all of crypto and doing research and all this. So I, I was following him for quite a while. And then uh, it was it was about June-ish of 2021. And randomly, I just messaged in the chat on on youtube i was like hey like outside the top 200 what what's catching your eye and instantly his first thing he said was osmosis and at the time like osmosis literally just launched it might have been like two or three days after it launched and um he was like telling me about osmosis and i was like what is that he was explaining about uniswap which i use but like even better it's its own chain it's in cosmos and i legit didn't know anything about cosmos at that at that point in time but i did pretty much right after his show i went and checked out osmosis and at the time the aprs were just insane so like i because my background's in accounting and finance i was like this doesn't seem right it seems kind of sketchy like how can i be getting you know thousands of percents of aprs and stuff so you know i, I took a little bit of money and i was like all right whatever I'm, I'm gonna do that and then that same night and then the next following day and everything I just started doing all my research on who the founders are, where they went to school, what they're doing. And then I just went down that rabbit hole of just nonstop. And the way my mentality is, I uh, I think 
I, I always enjoy learning things. So I just spent thousands of hours over the following month or two, just like just every day, all day over, over the rest of the, that year of 2021. And I was so, I was kind of like, just like a fanboy of osmosis because it was like nice looking aesthetically user friendly. It was just cool. It had good vibes. Like I'm all about the good vibes, like well, we're in here right now. And um, so it just kind of became a fanboy. And at the time there was, you know, like the only places you can kind of go to chat about it was on Twitter or Telegram. And at the time I like just got a Telegram too. I was like, all right, I need to get a Telegram. And I was in the osmosis chat and I was just having a good time. And it became such a thing with me that I just was learning so much that I wanted to give back. So now I'm in the chat just as some random person, just, you know, I'd see comments and questions of things that I just had maybe two weeks ago or three weeks ago. And then I started answering them and I was just like, you know, helping out, helping out, helping out. And then it was like October time. And, um, they, I think it was October of 21. They were like, Hey, Hoss, like, I see you're, you know, you're always in the chat and all this. Would you be interested in helping out in the support lab? We're going to start it up on chain. And they put it up on, on, uh, you know, Commonwealth or whatever it was at the time. And um, it passed and they asked me to be a part of it. And I was like, Absolutely. Like, it was just kind of like my first time entering the space and being offered something. And I was with Osmosis for about a year. And it was just so cool that you can just, come from you could be anywhere right and it was just like the pure sign of of like freedom and opportunity and and things like that and don't get me wrong i put in so much time and effort like i felt like i knew a lot obviously but compared to what i do now it's insane how much there there's been so much growth and development from just the technological side but also the communicational side the communitarian side like cosmos kind of offers all of that so that's kind of what you know, I got into and just was like, all right, this, it's just seen home. It, it kind of embodied my personality as well. Like the things that I believe in outside of crypto it was like, okay, well, if, if I could technically be a crypto or affiliate with the crypto, what would it be? And it was kind of like Cosmos. So that's why I just, that's why I'm here and I stick, stick here. That's such a beautiful story. And I love how you walked us through like every part of your journey. And I think that's something um, every newbie listening right now should take away is the fact that you put in the work, you were there, you were an active community member, and you got rewarded for that. And I see this a lot, especially in Cosmos, active, diligent community members that seek to find a way to add some value back into their communities, they usually get the most value back. And it's beautiful to see, like, Hoss, you're a true representation of that. And I hope like anyone listening should take that as some advice and something to look up to. And I guess segueing off of that, I'm sure that you made a couple of mistakes or maybe you held when you should have sold or maybe you invested your time in the wrong communities or the wrong founders, believing the wrong people. And I would love if you could share like some key piece of advice that you'd give to someone entering Cosmos for the first time. Yeah, I mean, one, you always, like, I guess this is just like in general, I wouldn't, I would never do anything when you're really tired or you're, you're not in the right set, you know, the right mindset, so to speak. I, I've lost money. I had my wallet drained. This isn't in Cosmos, it was in Solana. I was, I thought there was like a free mint and it was on my Phantom wallet. And I was like, oh, yeah, I was like half out of it. It was real late at night. And I click it and it just basically drained all my soul. And man, like that, the Solana price now, it's probably, that could have been a lot of money basically. 
it was still at the time. So like that was one of the things I learned. Also learned to not always um, dismiss people that have, I don't want to say different points of view, but if they're kind of being, I don't want to say negative, but bringing up things that could potentially go wrong. And you don't want to have the euphoria that everything is always going to go right because technology, I've been investing in technology for like 20 years. There's always things that are going to come up that you just don't see or, or you know, the situation or whatever. So you always got to basically think about things that can go wrong. And then from like a like an engineering perspective, that's what engineers do. They want to solve problems. So think about what problems could arise or could happen. Not that they all go, or are going to, or they're going to, but it's like, okay, if this happens, what's my plan? And I also, I would probably, I think journaling is like really good because I do believe, like I've been studying the markets for, since like 2008, 2009 when I graduated university and um, like US debt cycle, I'm not trying to be a cavalier, kind of controls like the markets in, in, in a sense. And we're kind of in that spot where we're probably in the bull market. We should be based off of data. And historical standpoints but you need to like think okay well if i have this asset that asset this asset or whatever you have invested and it hits certain price points are you going to sell or are you going to sell some of it like actually have a game plan because if you're just winging it based off of pure emotion it's probably not a good thing because as a you know you all humans for the most part are, are basically emotional so when you make decisions while you're emotional, you generally don't make the right decisions, whether that's in crypto or just life in general. So that would be kind of my advice would be to journal things and, and have have a game plan, right? Because then if you actually have a game plan, you can't, you won't really be mad at yourself at the end of the day, even if you kind of make the wrong decision, because you, you thought you had a thought process as opposed to, well, I'm just going to sit here and I think everything's going to go up forever. And then you just never sell or you like, you just got to have a game plan. That would be my thing. That's really brilliant advice. And I think everyone, newbies and OGs um, together would find that as really valuable advice. Me personally, I think that a lot of, a lot of the time I like I'm building a portfolio, but I actually do not have a game plan. It's like uh, maybe sometime in the future when it's like a lot of money, I'll probably sell some. Um, but that's not a real game plan, right? You want to be thinking two years into the future, five years, 10 years, 20 years like that, and have a plan for each step of the way. And I think that's really valuable advice. And, and my other thing I would say, too, to that is um, yeah. I would not invest money that you actually need at this moment or you need it like next week to pay your bills or two weeks from yeah. now because it's just you're going to be stressed out. Like, like the True. way now everyone's financial wherewithal is absolutely different. So I get that. And you and another thing, don't judge don't judge the success or lack of success or whatever off based off of other people. Like, oh well, you know, you see in this space, it tends to be a little bit of a younger side. A lot of people are flexing and showing their stuff off. And like to me, that's not my style. I would never do that. But I'll also jump in. A lot of people in the space just lie. So don't get jealous about people who are just posting an image that you can inspect element. That's a big part I've noticed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you you can. People can be masquerading around or whatever. But no, like on all seriousness, you know, you you see people and and, and like you know, like me, I like like I like bad kids. I was talking about bad kids before. Bad kids were like super cool. When now it's like the hot, it's like the thing, and you can't be mad at yourself. You're like, oh, well, I, I could have bought a bad kid when it was like fifty bucks or whatever. 
shoulda, coulda, mm-hmm. woulda, right? So like, don't be mad. <laughs> like, how I wish I bought more bad kids too. Like, oh, I got because people were like, hey, you should buy more, and I'm like, eh, whatever. You know, I have enough of them. Yeah. And um, but like, you can't you can't base your own success or lack of off of other people's success or lack of. So just like. Like I said, and I think the best way of going about that is having goals. You're like, hey, it's 2024. I'm ex. I'm this year. I'm I'm this age. Like, this is my goals. Like, what do you want at the end of the day with crypto? And I think you said it earlier. And uh, if I honestly, if I can do it, I think anyone can do it when it comes to being a part of crypto. And I think that's the best way for you to be have sustainability is to bring value to the space and i think every single human has value in one way or another you don't need to write code and no code you can bring your own value whether you're an artist or you're a communicator or, or you like to write you're a writer or hell maybe you speak multiple languages like that's a good that's a good thing to have in a space mainly everything's in english so if you can speak other languages like there's ways that you can kind of input yourself into the space and the growth in my opinion out of any field in the in the world right now this is the fastest growing space so you know there's not enough help if you ask my opinion so like you can be involved but you also need to be accountable like i tell people all the time hey hit me up i'm i'm here to help you i've got people so many opportunities but then they're just they're they're whatever they're not they're not reliable like you need to be trustworthy yeah. reliable accountable respectful and if you have those qualities and you want to learn then you can you can really do something in this space. But if you don't want to do that, then it is what it is. Like you can't, in my opinion, you shouldn't half ask anything in life. So if you're gonna do it, True. just do it. Hundred percent. I completely agree with everything that you've just said. Um, completely agree with that. This is the future of France, guys. Um, so next time Hoss gives you an opportunity, you should take that shit serious. <laughs> awesome. So Hello, um Hello. T- hey, 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 Daniel. Thank you so much for coming on stage. Please give us till the end of the space and then we can get into questions if that's fine. No, not a question, what? actually. Oh, sure. Question. Go ahead. I wanted to just uh, make a little contribution because um, um, for people who do not really know a lot about the Cosmos ecosystem, for those who came into Bitcoin, oh, sorry, who came into crypto basically from Bitcoin because, of course, some of us came in from Bitcoin about six, seven years ago when we had issues with transferring money. I don't know, there was this website called the Local Bitcoins. I don't know if anyone here used Local Bitcoins. <laughs> That's how we used to transfer money around around the world and then we got into crypto and all that. So um, people need to understand that the Cosmos ecosystem is very wonderful in the sense that it's the only network in the world that allows developers to build blockchains without having to code from scratch. <laughs> Like, can you think about that? You can build your own blockchain without having to code. So and they don't charge if, ex- Exactly. So if you understand the possibilities on Cosmos, just first of all, understand the possibilities, like what's possible with Cosmos? What can I do with Cosmos? I'm not talking about just buying uh, buy low, sell high stuff. No, what can I do with Cosmos SDK? Okay. If you understand... Mm-hmm. Either as a newbie or as an OG, whatever you are, understand what you can do with Cosmos, then you can begin to look at the possibilities. Okay, it's just endless. Remember, the the game changer for Cosmos actually was the IBC. <laughs> guys, do you agree with that? The IBC. Definitely. Exactly. Definitely. So I want us to 
not just um, educate people, but let them know that there are so many possibilities. Whatever problems you think you want to solve in real life and you want to use blockchain to solve it, if you can think, if you can just think about it, Cosmos has a solution for you. <laughs> That's all I, all I want to say for now. Thank you, guys. Preach. Thank you so much for coming up, Daniel. And yeah, that's a brilliant observation. The Cosmos SDK enables a lot of stuff that other ecosystems have been trying to build for the last couple of years and have failed trying to build for the last couple of years. So Cosmos is definitely superior in that regard. We have someone else up here. Hey, Junkie. Hey, how's it going? Amazing. Thank you for coming up. Yeah, I, I was curious. I had to jump off because I am working while uh, kind of listening in. But I was curious if anybody has seen uh, something. They said that they were going to fork the Cosmos. Uh, what was it? I think it was uh, Cryptocito was posting about it. And I don't know anything about it. was going to see if anybody knew something. Apparently, we're going to be atoning for our scenes very soon. It's just more Jay nonsense. We'll see if it actually even happens. Damn it. I got excited and then now you've shot that. I think it's just like a new version of No Land. You know, it's like it's just his new I I don't I have no idea other than that crypto cedo tweet, but uh when it comes to stuff from him, wait for the date and let's see if anything actually happens. Nope. Dude, I tried. It took me eight hours to get through the requirement for the uh, <laughs> for all the what was it? Just there was like something where you had to go on there and start doing posting, and I was like, it took me forever. I didn't understand any of it. I can't believe you actually did that. Yeah, I. I it's a dedicated airdrop hunter right there. <laughs> it was like three o'clock in the morning by the time I was done. And I was just like, at that point, I was so far gone. I was like, I need to do this or I'm just going to end up running my head into a wall. <laughs> That's the worst feeling when you're like doing a task and you're so you're like, all right, I already devoted so much time. I am doing this no matter what. I don't care how many hours it takes because you, yeah. you just feel like you just failed at life if you don't finish that task. <laughs> And it's like, I hope this thing's worth it or whatever. I, <laughs> so it's funny. just like compounding nom, man. Eight years. <laughs> I know. Maybe it'll, maybe it'll go live, you know, this hey, decade don't, or whatever. Don't, 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 don't you conflate those two projects. Don't you put nom and anything that you're related in the same time. You hear me? Sorry. I am so sorry. Please don't hit me again. <laughs> That's funny. Just stay in line this time and it won't have to. That's so funny. Awesome. Um, yeah, so we're on standby to see how Atone or Atom One pans out. They rebranded but, they rebranded it to something else. It's not even Atom One anymore. I did see what ooh, Junkie's talking yeah, about. I don't remember the name of it. Rebanded to GovGen question. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> so that's, yeah, we'll see. Yeah, Jay, Jay's a he's a crazy guy, man. I think he just I don't know, he just has a thought, right? And then he uh like he has a scattered brain. He just starts like, Oh, I got this really great idea. Starts working on that, and then he's like, Oh, you know what? I got another great idea. And he starts working on that and doesn't yeah. finish the first thing. No, I think Jay is 
actually insane slightly in the medical definition like his brain works so differently i've talked to him like once on a space and i asked him the same question three times in a row and all of his answers were just complete his brain was elsewhere they had nothing oh, no. to do with the question i was oh, like yeah, okay exactly. so you're on a different level yeah some some of the people in the space are so eclectic that their mind is going so fast they can't they can't slow it down like when i was in yeah. never last year I went. I always go to the Builder Week, and I don't really care about all the glitz and glamour. All the I should, but I I go to like meet all the devs and see what they're up to and what they're building. And you know, I was just chatting with a bunch of random devs. Like most of them are just Solidity de- developers or whatever. And they're they're you know they're coming up and chatting with me, and we're we're having a conversation. And I could just tell, man, they're some of them. Their minds were just they couldn't shut it down. They're just so far ahead of what my conversation was. And I was, I kind of feel bad. It's like, damn, man, like you can't slow your brain down. And I get it because I, I, I have, to, I have troubles at times sleeping because I, I can't shut my brain off. But they can't shut it off. But they're also, they're, they can't slow it down. Like they're so far ahead of what they're supposed to be at. So yeah, that's all Jay is too. I, it's he's so eclectic. It's just hard though too because he gets tossed onto so many like conspiracy theories and stuff. Like it, I don't know. That's just <laughs> yeah. He's, he, he's a wild, he's a wild dude, man. Yeah. It's crazy. He invented. He basically helped invent Cosmos. This. So shout out to him. True. We, yeah. We yeah. True. Doing this. No, he's a. He's really smart. I just some of the stuff that he says. No, I. He's he's smart to his own detriment. Maybe bringing us back to the topic of this space and your <laughs> comment about hunting the airdrops, junkie. One thing Jay's not good at is making end user simple products that let people on and understand. Like how you said, you spent like six hours trying to claim the. You know, do the all problem, the notes. The problem was, I did the whole thing, and then it still didn't work, and so I had to redo every step because I couldn't uh, figure out what was wrong. So yeah, like, there are certain. Yeah. So, like another example might be the boot, the cyber AI team. They might be super uh, geniuses, but I actually don't think that's all that's needed in this space. You also need to be able to communicate your high level thoughts to average users, which True. is not necessarily easy if that's how your brain works, you know? See, I kind of, I kind of disagree with you though. Those guys are, they're super, I, I think what they're personally doing is just making it super complicated to start because the user, the end user thing that they're trying to do, I thought was like a browser. So my thought process was they're making it like super complicated and weird right now, but then it's going to all be for the benefit of the easier end user, but I'm an idiot. So what do I know? <laughs> Maybe totally could be. I'm going to remain hopeful on that note. Actually. I like that thought. <laughs> I still remember. It's probably not appropriate to stand on here, but I still remember their first pro- uh, prop on, on osmosis. <laughs> oh my God. I was like, what is this? This is real. Like, this is real Bush league right now. I voted no because I was like, this is so unprofessional. <laughs> yeah. No, saying I think everyone did just because of that. And because Jacob made that video <laughs> anyways. <laughs> yeah. I digress. Yeah. It's crazy though. I remember when they did the, the first, uh, was it the first Cosmoverse and they did, they did their presentation. I was like, what, <laughs> what? what I saw just, last note and then we'll get back i saw just the other day they won an award at the last cosmoverse for most what the fuck even is this project i thought that was hilarious I'm sure, it's probably so much better than like bit tensor and it's just like you said people just don't know so if you can't get people to, to kind of 
go check it out or understand it or hype it or talk about it, like it doesn't matter, right? Like no one's going to find out about it. So you got to have a middle ground there in, in a sense, because you, we, see, we see it in this space. Like Jacob, have, yeah, go ahead. I, I will say Jacob Gadikian has been somehow involved from the beginning there. So it's probably yeah. going to implode. It's probably already poisoned and tainted, like in all reality, like everything he touches. So don't invest too heavily in boot. I'm not kidding, but not financial advice. <laughs> oh my god! I was buying that like a year and a half ago, and it was like you you throw in like fifteen cents and you get two billion. I've got a bunch of that's it. just fun, right? <laughs> like just the crazy number game they're doing. <laughs> like my staking hey, rewards are like three million a day. <laughs> that's crazy. Um, Kaku, do you want to jump in? Yeah. So, um. Not to like force us back to the topic, but like we are so so this is like Cosmos 101, and we're talking like the term airdrop has come up multiple times. And speaking from like personal experience, the first time people tried to explain what an airdrop is to me, I did not get a good explanation, and it didn't make sense for like a good while. Like what? Like why am I receiving this? Like what? Like what is going on here? So um, does. Maybe do we want to pause for a second? And does somebody want to attempt to give a definition yeah. for airdrop? Yeah, I can give a definition. So the the way I visualize an airdrop and Cosmos is, I think Cosmos might have invented airdrops because they've been around for so long now. But I, I, it's a form of marketing, obviously. And then not only that, it's like we were we were speaking earlier. About, I I forget who who that was, Panda. But he was saying about like how Cosmos SDK and you can like build a blockchain. Well, we're the only ones offering basically free software, and this software is amazing. So in essence, you know we're not we're not like Polkadot, where it's like you need to buy a dot to build on our. Uh, it's like here, here's our SDK. Have at it, and you know what? You can alter it if you like, and you can change some things. You can have your own validators. You can do this and that. There's so much flexibility. The word modular, right? It's very modular. So kind of like in, in it's like the unwritten rule. It's like, OK, well, since you're getting to utilize this amazing software and to be your best version of what you want to do, maybe in return, you show good faith and you do an airdrop and all the people that are kind of your users and your community and your you, basically your user base. You, you show them some love. And again, it's like a form of marketing. So like when I think of airdrops, I just think of it. What's what's what would you rather have uh, a new chain come out, do a bunch of commercials and all this nonsense and pay a bunch of people in web two to like that literally don't know anything about crypto or would you rather give your potential user base and say here there you go there's some free money basically so like that's kind of the way i always look at um airdrops and not only that they're obviously very effective like everyone's doing it now it's like the thing all all in crypto like it's just the way it is right and um cosmos has been doing it forever and that's one of the problems in a sense for people that just stare at charts and they're like, Oh, Adam price and all like, if you've been staking Adam for like the last three years, there's zero chance. I don't care what your entry is that you're not technically up money from your airdrops. It's just impossible. Like it's just mathematically impossible. So yeah, people like always want to clown. It's a stable coin. Well, yeah, it's a stable coin that has APR still. And you like, I don't know. I think they qualify for every airdrop. So what are we at now? About a hundred different blockchains in, in Cosmos, or in essence, maybe some of them are in test testnet, but they pretty much all have done airdrops. Not that it's always going to happen in perpetuity, but I could see that happening indefinitely. So, 
And do you want me to go over like the best ways to get airdrops? Because I feel like that's kind of important if you've got newer people in here. Oh yeah, definitely. But that should come further down. But yeah, on the airdrop topic, I I agree with Haas where it's usually for marketing, and then it's also important, or it also helps with bootstrapping. Um, because if you're giving people your tokens and you're saying, okay, hey, um, you have these tokens now, use them here, do this with that, and it sort of give it gives them capital to play with your DAP or your protocol. And at the same time, you're giving them a chance to explore it. If they enjoy it and they love what you built, you've got a free new customer. I mean, not free for you, but you've got a new customer that would actually add some value to your protocol. And like, I, I feel this is probably the most effective way for DeFi protocols to do some marketing. I think- but yeah, go ahead, Timmy. Yeah, I'll just I'll just kind of take a crack at it too, because I actually have a kind of different answer than Haas. Um, I don't disagree with anything he said, but I do look at them differently. So first, like the what, what, what is an airdrop just in a simple sense? When new blockchains come into existence, there's historically been three ways that they start and tokens start being in circulation. One is it kind of just starts organically at close to zero like Bitcoin. It's one of the only projects that's actually pulled that off. Um, two is an ICO fundraiser launchpad type thing like Ethereum and Cosmos did where you're raising money in an IPO-ish fashion. Um, and then third is an airdrop where you just give away an amount of your tokens for free right off the bat. So just the most high level like what an airdrop is, is that new chain comes into existence or new project, doesn't have to be a chain, uh, but new project with a token. And some of those tokens are available at Genesis from day one and they go to various groups in the ecosystem. Um, and then as for like why airdrop and their purpose, I actually don't, I think if you go into an airdrop with the mindset that you're doing it for marketing, your project will probably fail actually. So I like very much disagree with Haas there or at least being like the first thing I say about an airdrop. Marketing is definitely something that comes with it. It's sort of a byproduct that you should play into and try and enhance as much as possible. But really there's, I think, three core reasons teams do an airdrop. One is legal reasons. ICOs, the, one of the other methods for launching a chain I called out, they've had a lot of changes over the past years in uh, basically Projects don't want to do it because it's legally risky. It's close to like issuing a security, like an IPO, and it's really gone out of fashion. Um, so just as a way to get your tokens out, there needs to be some method. And the Bitcoin method of starting with zero and like organically growing doesn't work for a number of reasons, really. So the core purpose of an airdrop is literally that your project needs to go live somehow and tokens need to be out being used. So how do you do that? Um, Reason two, I think, is picking your Genesis user base. So like when you airdrop to Atom, partly it might be a thanks because you're building on the Cosmos SDK. And so it kind of feels fitting. But it should also be because you recognize that the type of people who are staking Atom or meeting whatever requirements you're doing, snapshots, parameters, are the type of people you want to use your protocol and support it, maybe not mercenary capital, people who are technically minded, whatever. So you actually have some control over your project's Genesis user base. Um, 
And then third is airdrops are just a massive, massive part of tokenomics. So whatever you decide in an infinitely complex tokenomics system of max supply, how much inflation there is per year, staking parameters, all this stuff, a huge component of that is how it starts because your initial airdrop will dictate like how many tokens are out there, what that might make your initial market cap, how that might play into everything else. So um, I think an airdrop definitely has to do with marketing, but it's more so like a very core piece of getting a project with a token launched and out into the wild. That'd be my high level take on it. Yeah, it's definitely, I, I agree with that. It's definitely high level, but at the end of the day, it's a form of marketing. Like you were saying about they narrow it down because I've helped teams. It's definitely that. not, not marketing. Yeah, I don't disagree. I just, you know what I mean? Because you're, you're saying about the way to look at it. Yeah, but you're yeah. saying about the Adam thing and all that. Yeah, I get that. But I've also helped teams out and they're like, well, and I know what they're trying to build. So it's like, okay, well, let's go for that community, that community, that community, because those are the yeah. people that believe in privacy or security or whatever. So like at the end of the day, it's like, what you know it's just it's like it's a, it's like a commercial it's like hey guys because everyone's busy right so it's like yeah how do we get like like my point about picking your, my point about picking your genesis user base you can kind of think of that it's like marketing in a way you know you're bringing your marketing to certain groups of users by dropping to them um uh, yeah. out of curiosity do you so because i i've been here since 2019 and i've been staking since then um i uh, the last bull market, one of the things that I saw was there was a lot of chains that they would launch, they drop, they do their airdrop, and then all of a sudden everything kind of tanked into the ground. I'm curious if now airdrops are going to be a lot stronger, as an example, like uh, DY, what is it, DYX that came out, because it actually increased in value after the fact. And I think I'm curious if it's because you've got the people that have just been holding through a bear market that they're just like, whatever. It just has to deal with the market conditions. Like it, it's all about timing. Like if, if Dimension, you're that's what you meant, DYM. If Dimension or Tia and all these, if they launched during the bear market and did an airdrop, there would be definitely way more sell pressure, right? And Dimension's like a follow up to Tia, and you had all the people who were like, "Well, I wish I would have staked or didn't sell my my Tia, so I'm not going to sell my Dimension now," you know? And like. I mean, my strategy, full disclosure, not financial advice, is when I get airdrops, especially if they're L1s, I don't sell one of them. I just stake them all. And Matt, was it ever a good time when you first got your, if you had your Osmo airdrop and you sold it, did you did you win in that negotiation? You absolutely lost because Osmo has, I don't know how many airdrops for Osmo. So, you know, like when you get these airdrops, you don't know. Like, like Tia, right, was an airdrop. If you staked it all. Who knows, you know, all these airdrops are for Tia now. And the same thing probably with Dimension. And uh, yeah, and, and you could do what you want to do. I mean, you could sell it. I mean, like, again, everyone has different financial wherewithals and situations and all that. But but yeah, like, it, it's, uh, I think it all has to do with timing, right? Like, if you launch in a bear market, regardless if you have the best product ever, like, this is, in reality, this is kind of crypto. So bear market, the tech absolutely matters. Like, it's like the bread and butter is the tech. Not that it doesn't matter in general. But realistically, in the bull market, tech really doesn't necessarily matter to most people's eyes, especially outside of Cosmos. They're, it's all about price hype and people getting excited about the hype. And that's the sad reality. That's just, yeah. that's, that's startup come, 101. That's just like- I've come to the realization that like solid technology is mainly for surviving bear markets. Exactly. It, yeah. it alone doesn't do much in bull markets. Exactly. True. Very true. 
It's all about price hype. Now, if you have shit technology, there's only I so wanted much, to add something. There's only so much marketing you can do to hide that. So you know, but it's not a totally irrelevant. But yeah, yeah. I wanted to add something. Um, I think we need to agree that um, blockchain is becoming mainstream. Okay, people are getting more informed, more educated about what blockchain is all about. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a little stutter at the beginning because blockchain came into existence because of money. So that was where a lot of people got it wrong. So when you're talking about blockchain technology, people were only focused about, okay, it's all about buying when it's low and selling when it's high. It's all about making profit. Nowadays, more people are talking about the use case. What does this token do? What does this technology do? What did you build? How does it solve a real world problem? Now, we are getting at that stage where people don't just hold tokens. They don't just get involved in a project because they just want to buy it when it's cheap and sell when it's high. They understand that this project solves this problem. So it's now a long-term based thing. It's just like someone who buys a land, okay? (laughs) So it's now a a long-term based thing. So that's why, as you said, yes, I agree that the market conditions and also you know, play a role and all that. But the fact that people have become more informed to know what a blockchain project is, what this token does, um, the fact that it's going to survive over a long period of time because of what it is used for, the solution that it brings to the market, and then that determines if they're just going to receive and dump or receive and hold. And then, of course, the possibilities of, as you said, more incentives, more airdrops, more communities, more use cases, and the team is still building so many, uh, so much more um, um, utilities around that token. So people are just going to keep holding on to them because they are valuable in the long term and not just a short term thing. That's a great observation. Thank you for adding that to the conversation. And yeah, I completely agree with the point that you're trying to make. And we've spoken a lot about airdrops and, you know, all the opportunities that are there from staking Atom, Osmo and other um, tokens and coins. But I feel like there's so much more to explore in Cosmos, right? And there's so much more that newbies would be interested in. So I'm wondering um, for Timmy, what resources do you find most helpful in explaining the fundamentals of Cosmos to beginners? Um, there's definitely some overlap, but I think it kind of depends. In my mind, there's two categories of beginners, people who are new to Cosmos, but have Web3 experience and people who are totally new to all of Web3. Um, because like, if you're totally new to all of Web3, you can kind of start at a high level. Um, I, so like us at Interchain Info, we've been continually putting together Um, a number of resources from just ultimate all-in-one FAQ guides to general purpose onboarding to chain-specific material. There's a lot of great stuff already out there by other creators, Tank, Joe, Don, all sorts of stuff. So it somewhat depends on the individual. Um, If you're coming from somewhere else in Web3, the biggest hurdle that I've noticed and where I usually try and focus people's attention on, on comprehension is the concept of these different chains and also really making sure they understand what a wallet actually is. 
Because if you just use Ethereum or just use Solana, you can actually use everything on those chains while being complete under the completely wrong assumption about how a wallet works. Like so many people think that their funds are in MetaMask, like that application. They don't understand that it's just a way to access any number of chain uh, addresses on chain. But as long as you're in that one ecosystem, just Solana or just Ethereum, it kind of doesn't matter because effectively they are in your MetaMask. But as soon as they come to Cosmos, understanding that a wallet is just a way to access chains and that coins live on a chain, I've noticed that's really fundamental to getting people to understand IBC and moving between different chains and how, you know, Kepler, where Kepler's role is in thing and Leap um, and even XDeFi and some of these other wallets that are adding support for Cosmos and DVN chains and Solana and everything. Um, whereas if someone's net new to, to crypto, I still have them focus on this stuff, um, but I'll usually send them to more general onboarding guides that will just help them get oriented, understand maybe some of the specific basics of Cosmos, like, okay, Osmosis is this main really liquid place where you can swap tokens around. Almost any token you'll find out about in the Cosmos, you could find here. Explain to them a little bit about staking. Um, also focus on the wallets and such. Um, but yeah, I, I'll, I'll probably hold it there because I could ramble for a bit on this, but it does depend on the individual and what they need. <laughs> yeah awesome yeah. yeah that's a great tip do you want to add something host no I, yeah i was just gonna say like me personally when i try to educate people i try to like learn about their background and what they do for a living or what their hobbies are then i just try to use metaphors and analogies how to explain crypto and blockchain and cosmos yeah yeah because it's like you keep them interested around. too actually <laughs> you could sit here and break did you did you just say use allergies like allergies an <laughs> analogy so if someone's um you know an artist maybe draw some parallels between NFTs okay and the analogy yeah 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 it's the best way of going about it because like people understand it i know one of the first times i was out out and about at a crypto event was permissionless back in may of 20 i think it was may of 22 and i was helping out with osmosis and mainly all the booths were evm or solana or other ecosystems and they would come over and they'd be like oh what's osmosis and right away instead of me saying what osmosis is i, I started explaining what cosmos is and i'm telling them like i'm showing them like hey think of it as like a galaxy of planets and all the planets we all speak the same language and then i would say like look at that booth pretend that person's speaking Russian and that one's speaking like, you know, Italian or whatever, they wouldn't be able to communicate. There needs to be a translator. So I was explaining that, like how bridges are. It's like, you need to have some central entity. That's like a translator taking your, your data from one place to the other. And, and they were starting to get it. Then I would, I'd pull up like map of zones and show them that like all the, like, this is a planet of galaxies and we're all connected and you're free to go and explore, but we're, we're all speaking the same language. And I'm like, imagine if all, all humans, have been speaking the same language since day one. Like crypto may have happened like a hundred years ago because there would be all this friction. And and I was explaining it like that. And everyone was starting to get it. Cause like I'm not gonna do, oh, what's osmosis? If they asked that at that point in time, I knew they knew nothing about cosmos. Cause you, at the time, like if you were any if you did anything in cosmos, you had to use osmosis. Like there was no way around it. So instead of me just rambling about what osmosis is, and my whole go-to pitch was like, I don't care what you use in cosmos, just use anything. And t tell me your experience isn't better than what you're currently using. And if 
if it's not like i've didn't i've never met anyone in general in this space in my journey that was like oh yeah i use i use cosmos and i i, I had a shitty time i'm going back to ethereum or whatever you know like it just doesn't happen and that's just not being a maxi it's just realistic because i was that person like i was yeah. in all of it and then i used cosmos and i was like this is a million times better and I was sold from the get go. It was like, all right, that's better. So that's why, you know, I stuck around. This is the same for me. I remember my first experience buying NFTs off of Stargaze. And I said I was never, ever going to buy an NFT off OpenSea in my life again. Like the experience is so much different. And with Cosmos, there's a lot less risk of buying a rug or getting scammed or doing any of that funny stuff. So, yeah, um, I tried Cosmos and I never looked back. Go ahead, Timmy. Um, I'll just, I won't miss the, the home run you're setting up for me here easily. In general, no matter who you are, a great resource to point people to is actually my project, interchaininfo.zone. So I mentioned it earlier. Um, there are specific resources on there for onboarding and guides. But just in general, we're building out a huge database of Web3 information of all kinds, really. So over time, it's only going to get better. But right now, you can go over there, use the site-wide search bar to look up basically whatever you're trying to learn about. And hopefully, there'll be some helpful information on it. And if not, there probably will be in the near future. So regardless of who you are, Interchain Info should be a helpful resource. 100%. 100%. Such a great so, project. So let's just say you're building the, you're building the chat GPT of Web3. <laughs> It would actually be fire with some AI um, functionality functionality in there. Oh, oh uh, that's most certainly on the roadmap. In fact, it's one reason we're trying to encourage teams to make sure all their info is up to date in there, because otherwise the AI won't be as helpful as it could be. So, yeah. Ooh, that's some alpha. Thank you for sharing that with us. Um, I will be going back to see that everything about Yonmos is up to date on Interchain Info. Guys, we're getting to the end of the space and it's been such a great conversation so far. And I guess I have one last question for Timmy and please host join um, chime in if you have something to add. But I would love to know, guys, what tips would you give to someone looking to get into Cosmos just for the airdrops? Mm. Okay, follow Airdrops1 on Twitter. That's another of our projects that's dedicated to airdrop information. That'll be 80% of your battle right there. Um, but then two, what, what major coins might you want to use or things do or own to be most likely eligible for airdrops? Historically, what it's seeming, there's no solid answer for this. In my opinion, what I've seen, Adam, absolutely. Um, Celestia and Dimension are newer ones, but they've they seem to be in the light, like spotlight for airdrops. Osmosis is another one that's um, had a lot directed to it. And then outside of chains, the only thing that comes to mind above other things would be uh, owning a bad kid from Stargaze. They've started to get airdrops recently. Now, there are tons of other protocols, coins, NFTs, whatever, that have gotten airdrops. So many I couldn't list them. So those are sort of the top three or four off my head. But I'd love to hear Haas's list as well. Yeah, I mean, that's the the go-to, like Adam, Osmo, for sure. Tia's going to get a bunch, and already is. 
Dimension will most likely get a bunch because it's like the the new flavor in town. Uh, yeah, Bad Kids. It, those those are always a good ones. Probably Injective may be a good one eventually. Yeah, I was gonna say Injective and DYDX maybe. Um, a lot of app chains have started to do airdrops for people who are just using the core product um, in one way or another, and those are two kind of big players in that respect. Exactly. And another thing, too, for those out there that if you're just solely just trying to airdrop farm, I would there's a few things I would never like the way I always visualize view staking for whatever asset it is, is like that's lock. I don't care about it. I'm not I'm not trying to unbond it anytime soon. So my opinion is you should only stake something that you want to stake. Don't just stake it because it's an airdrop. Like think of that as like an added bonus. It's like you, you go to the, you go to an amazing restaurant and maybe it's your first time and you're with your lady or your significant other and the and the waiter comes out or the chef comes out and, and gives you a dessert for free right it's like oh yeah that's this is amazing i'm coming back for that and uh just think it like that if you if you have this intention where you're like i'm gonna stake adam and then i'm gonna unbond it then i'm gonna go stake Ad-. like no you're you're just one you're just it's annoying first off you're gonna you're gonna be annoyed that you have to wait the unbonding period you're gonna miss out on yield you're probably not going to qualify for airdrops during that time period anyway. So only stake what you're going to stake. And um, I guess people are more into liquid staking too. Like I think that would be something to talk about. Sometimes you're going to qualify for liquid staking. But in my opinion, if I was running a protocol and trying to reward people that are, I don't want to say adding more value, but just adding more security and more just like, I don't care, I'm staking. I would probably prefer people that would stake over liquid staking. That's just me. You know, like, like I said, I view staking as a long-term arrangement. I'm not interested in unbonding whatever I stake. It's like I'll liquid stake if I want to do that, or I'll provide liquidity or something. If I need that, those funds to be liquid, to me to trade or buy something else with it. But I think Timmy hit the, hit the, hit the, uh, home run there. Yeah. That's, that's probably the ones that you need to be if you're trying to get some airdrops. Awesome. Guys, this is info that you'd usually have to pay an alpha group for and Hoss and Timmy are giving it to us for free. Thank you so much, guys. We have Cosmos Junkie up here. Um, do you want to share some tips for airdrops with us? I guess not. <laughs> also. Or <laughs> <laughs> it was something different, was it? I yeah. I guess the only thing maybe we didn't say overtly for totally new people is in theory, anything could make you eligible for an airdrop. So we may talked about staking tokens because those are the big ones, but it could also be making X number of transactions on a certain protocol, holding an NFT, like I mentioned, uh, having a certain amount of volume on a DEX. So airdrops are incredibly flexible. I want to make that clear. Yeah. True. And then to add a little bit extra to what Timmy just said, as more data is becoming available, whether it's with Timmy, what he's building, or just KYCs and ZK proofs, there's going to be more data at these new projects and new chains to like evolve their airdrop to more data. So instead of it just kind of being a lazy thing, like, oh, we're just going to go for Atom stakers or Osmo stakers, that may be just like a certain percent, but then it may, like, t- like Timmy said, activity on chain. Like if I was doing an airdrop, I want activity. Like who cares? Like I, I, not that it's not important, right? But like, would you rather airdrop the people that are like voting on governance and and swapping, buying NFTs, doing whatever, like interacting with these protocols or someone simply just like, oh, you know what? 
I'm just going to stake and, and basically just get lost. Like to me, I would yeah. more so go for people that are showing activity than people that just stake and leave. So yeah. And we've seen airdrops like that from the beginning too. So that's not a new concept. Like one of the earlier yeah. airdrops in Cosmos was one on Juno for Neta where Juno stakers got some of the token, but then people who voted in over a certain number of governance proposals got a bonus to it. So it had a general distribution, but then also a bonus for the active users. And speaking of bonuses, we've also seen like with the Saga airdrop, where they're also considering um, you increasing your stake over time. So not just staking, but also auto compounding. So I think like that's also something to keep in mind. Yeah, absolutely. Because that shows like you're 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 bought in, right? It's like, oh, you're yeah. you're not just you're not just staking and then just dumping your rewards again. Like you could do whatever you want. Like you're, it's your money. I'm, we're not. I'm not here to judge you. But like, wait, BBU, are you are you perhaps hinting that in future yield most users may receive larger airdrops? Maybe it would be great to see. I mean, Saga is one of them, but it'd be great to see a lot more projects do that because I think it's going beyond just doing regular vanilla um, airdrops to stakers. So also considering how long they've been staking how much they've been able to increase that stake over time. I think that's that's important stuff to consider as well. Yeah, and since we're, like, you guys are hosting the space, I mean, shout out to you guys. You can pat yourself on the back. You've made my life a lot more uh, fun and uh, less time-consuming clicking buttons by being able to just auto-compound. Because like I said earlier, when I stake things, I'm not, I'm not interested in selling. So I'm just staking. Yeah. I, I, do, I do stake and kind of forget, but I also try to get as involved as possible with governance and all that. But it is nice to just say, okay, I'm staking Adam. I'm not interested in selling it. I'm just going to auto compound for the next 90 days and I'll revisit. Yeah. So yeah, like it, that, that's a great, you know, it's a great functionality that we didn't have when we first started our Cosmos journey. So shout out to you guys. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you so much for that. Host. Yeah, and I would, yeah, BB, I would like to add um, for people who don't know about um, Yield Moss, I'm always uh, kind of... <laughs> Um, I will use the funny word having an erection when people talk about yield moss. I always like to talk about yield moss every time. <laughs> it's like I have an erection for that because um, basically people need to understand on yield moss. Actually, you see your your assets are non custodial. Like yeah. you control your assets. Yes. Okay, you or you maintain ownership of your assets. Yield moss does not take it from you. They don't have access to it. So you just delegate you know, specific permissions. That's, people need to understand that. You just give them permission to help you to auto-compound. Yeah. And remember what he just said now. You see, in those days, it used to be, oh, you stake after maybe seven days or one week, you go and claim, you pay gas fees. Don't forget. Yeah, yeah exactly. You pay, you pay gas fees to claim, you stake again, you wait, you go back. But nowadays, if you really just want to really make something from staking, you most is there for you. It's like yeah. an AI just waiting for you. Put your tokens, which sure. auto compound them for you. And if any day comes when there is something about, okay, all those who have increased their stake over time, or all those who have done this or that, it most makes it so easy for you. Sure. And don't forget, we, we could get a yield most token in the future. <laughs> oh, no, you definitely will. Definitely. And, uh, um, and, and remember, if, if anything lasts for more than four hours, go see a doctor. <laughs> yeah that's funny and and yeah and also too like the last thing that for anyone listening you could use yield most and you could set the percentages so if you wanted not to just auto compound 100 percent back in you could say oh i just want 50 percent of it and then keep the other 50 percent of the rewards to do whatever you want with it so it's not like well you're locked in this uh position where you can't 
get some of those rewards. So it's very flexible. You can have strategies. It's a very useful tool. Like if you're not using it, I don't, I don't know what, why not. I mean, it just makes no sense in my opinion. But same. <laughs> also, have you guys ever considered you're probably saving lives? Because you know, leading studies show an average of eight cosmonauts die by heart attack this time of year every year when they look <laughs> at their taxes and they realize that Restake and other protocols have given them incompletable taxes, which you guys yeah. somehow figured out a way around, which is almost yeah. my favorite part. <laughs> and that's like the part that a lot of people don't consider. And it's great that you mentioned this as well, Timmy, because that's a huge benefit of just letting us auto-compound your um, rewards for you literally just set and forget and we do all the work and you never have to worry. Love it. It's been fun. Well, this... No, go ahead, Jose. No, I was just going to say it's been a good time. Appreciate the opportunity to come up and, you know, chat. It's like we should have kumbaya is like a fire or something, you know? <laughs> <laughs> it was all, we, it was all I, good. Yeah, it's been such a great conversation. Um, you guys have been awesome. You've been amazing. And everyone that has come up from the audience to speak has been amazing as well. So we are now at the end of the space and we have one last thing to do, guys. So for Hoss and for Timmy, we're going to play a game called Buy, Sell, Stake. So I'm going to name a couple of tokens and you're going to tell me if you'd buy, sell, or stake. So these tokens are Celestia, Adam and Dimension. So would you be buying, selling, or staking? You want me? Atom. Oh. Buy. You go first, Hoss, yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll let Atom we'll let Panda. Atom buy. Celestia uh stake. The other one, sell. Interesting, interesting. So no love for dimension there. <laughs> what about you, Hoss? I mean I, I would never take advice from me financially because I, I have a tough time. I, I like, I don't know if it's like OCD or something. I just don't like selling anything. You know, I'm like, yeah. the, I'm like the perfect investor for any project. It's like, Oh, he's yeah. going to buy. He's never going to sell. So, but, <laughs> but, but realistically I, I look at my, my situation's different. I got Adam like when it was like dirt cheap and I've been just like, I've got a nice position and just left it go. I'm, I'm going to full disclosure. I, I don't even know the last time I bought Adam, to be honest with you. But again, that's because I don't I don't need any more, I don't think. I mean, I guess I could get more, but um so like Tia was a buy, buy, buy. And then same thing with Dimension. Uh the airdrop, I sold zero of them and I just compound and I just, you know, that's it. And would I buy more in my situation? Probably not right now, but I would definitely buy it. I mean, I think it's it's going to be awesome. I think they're going to make it really simplistic for people to build blockchains and roll ups, and so it's it's interesting. And they raise a lot of money, so you know, keep that in mind too, because eventually people will, you know, they do sell. Have to sell, yeah. yeah. But, but also, it's just like it's again, people that get mad about VC money it makes no sense because realistically, you would have never received an airdrop without VC money. Like where this money doesn't just come out of thin air. Like someone needs to raise money. These people need to live. They, they got to put food in their, on their table and, and pay bills as well. So like they do raise money and generally that's how you get an airdrop because there is money for them to give you. Right. So, uh, I would, I would buy, buy, buy. And if you, and you know, not financial advice, if you don't have those, then for sure buy, you know, everyone's situation is different, but yeah, I, I think, um, they're all, all three of them are, in my opinion, are very long-term plays. I feel like, if we had this conversation five, 10 years from now, they're probably going to be around all three of them. So like, 
you know, depends on your timetable as well. But yeah, that's me. Awesome. What about you, Timmy? Yeah, I'm assuming difference between buy and stake would be like stakes your long term conviction, whereas buy might yeah. be for a short term flip or something. I'd say buy on Adam because I think it hasn't really had this cycle's pump yet and it's price is probably going to see some good action in the future. Stake Celestia because even though I think it's overvalued right now, I think long term it's a solid project that will get a lot of airdrops from staking. And then because I have to sell one, I'd sell Dimension because I think it's the appeal is the same as Celestia, but I think it's even more overvalued, a little bit less proven, a little bit less um, like solid uh, known team behind it. Um, so if I had to sell one, it'd be Dimension. Uh, but kind of with Haas, they're all definitely strong tokens at the moment. Completely agree with that. I completely agree with that. But this was a great take. Thank you so much, guys. This I, has been like such an amazing game. conversation. That's right? <laughs> yeah, I had to do something to spice it up at the end of the space. It's a yeah. PG version of a non-crypto <laughs> game that we've all heard of. <laughs> yeah. The only, the only request I have is that as we do this walk-off to, to play that vibe music at the beginning. You know what I mean? I'm trying to fit, yeah. I'm trying to fist bump. You saw the GIF I posted? I, I wasn't kidding. I, I thought to post that GIF because I found, I realized I was sitting in my chair doing the little, like, John Cena dance, like, with my hands and stuff. And I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> okay, definitely. I can do that for you guys as we sign out of the space. Thank you so much, Hoss. And thank you so much, Simi, for coming on. Thank you for sharing your knowledge with all of us. Thank you to Daniel. And our other friend that came up to speak, thank you so much, guys, for sharing your thoughts with us. Um, do you guys have any last words before we sign out? I just always thank everyone. Thank you, everyone. Thank you for all the people that are building cool things. And yeah, just thank everyone as always. And like I said, don't be scared to get involved one way or another. I think you all have, you can all contribute to this like beautiful thing that everyone's doing here. So cheers, everyone. Awesome. Yeah, I'd say... Same. Thank you guys so much for this, both listeners and us and, and BBU. Um, I, in particular, for new people, my DMs are open to everyone for the reason of there's no such thing as a stupid question. So if you're trying to figure out Cosmos and you can't through resources, feel free to shoot me a question. Um, and then other than that, definitely check out Yieldmos if you're not already using it. And in order to learn about Yieldmos, maybe consider using Interchain Info and checking out their page on there. Awesome. <laughs> this was great. And of course, for me, yeah. for me, I always make it funny. First of all, I want to say thank you to everyone. But most importantly, you don't need two kidneys. Sell one. Buy, <laughs> buy chain link with that kidney. You don't need most. One kidney can get you. <laughs> one kidney can get you enough chain link that you can retire in five years. Just you know. This is no financial advice, guys. <laughs> What if you only have one left already? It can be right <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Thank you so much, BBU. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Yield Must Chat. See you guys next month.
Motherfuckers screaming out loud, looking for mercy Before they find themselves working a corner down in Jersey What could be worse? Misrepresenting the first come first serve Mentality stuck in the burbs I'll be numbing up first before discovering what works And we'll see what other kinds of trash is under the dirt We rape them under the earth Sit and wonder about the worth and plate Ring around the rosy while the thunder is served Motherfuckers walking around here looking faceless Trying to make a living selling friendship bracelets Dead ants dragging out the max amount of payments Red down days got them acting all bankless Yo fam, what? Check these tokenomics They probing this bear, flexing broken honest I had to lay my soul down, I'm just roasting honest And then to end a long day, 11 bowls of chronic Never known the politic, I was born to frolic It's been my policy to pollinate all over the plot We got a lot of apologists jumping in at the top We like to measure their velocity before they hit rock bottom Over impossible loss, it's all moss And I'm liking the odds Bond doing the morning, forming mycological bonds Flick the cap, though the road is highly involved Flip a coin, diary falls Motherfuckers screaming out loud, looking for mercy Before they find themselves working a corner down in Jersey What could be worse? Misrepresenting the first come first serve Mentality stuck in the burbs I'll be numbing up first before discovering what works And we'll see what other kinds of treasures under the dirt We rape them under the earth Sit and wonder about the worth and play Ring around the rosy while the thunder is served Trying to figure out the max amount of dinner lace Stacked in non-toxic just to get a better place Smacking on the hostage like the shit is play for keeps Clowns white knight and all these Maybelines They call it implausible when model after model keeps on Ripping off the coat and going full throttle beats Tearing apart your communitility All these low hanging fruits bearing zero liquidity Got a planet in reach coming standard to each I'm on the back ten stargazing after the siege Commanding all the management to grab a few seats And then we'll round up the beasts and send a messenger east Y'all better sign a release when I'm bumping these beats Hands up if I got motherfuckers drumming the streets Yo, we got a few dubs, we got a couple defeats And if you're coming for the king, you better have some of each Motherfuckers fuckers screaming out loud, looking for mercy Before they find themselves working a corner down in Jersey What could be worse? Misrepresenting the first come first serve Mentality stuck in the verbs I'll be numbing up first before discovering what works And we'll see what other kinds of treasures under the dirt We rape him under the earth Sit and wonder about the worth and play Ring around the rosy while the thunder is served Terror Spaces